You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans. How are you today? And thank you for listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily on this Wednesday. August the 10th, I am your host, Mike, joined as always by Big E, Ian Berger, and our special guest tonight from the South Florida Sun Sentinel, David Ferronis. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys, out here in Tampa. First of two joint practices, enjoyed it, and uh, ready to talk some Dolphins. That's awesome. awesome. Been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while. Very pleased that you can give us a few moments every time. I know you guys are very busy these days. So... I guess let me start with this. Let's talk about the offensive line, as I think that's the number one concern amongst a lot of fans of the Dolphins heading into the season. They're bringing back Liam Eikenberg, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt. Connor Williams really hasn't played center before. They're giving this a shot. From your eyes, how does it look so far in camp? And should Dolphins fans have a reason for concern, or should they just relax and this is going to be okay? Yeah, I mean, up and down, I think they're, they're – are some spots where there is reason for concern. Uh, Connor Williams playing center for the first time. He's been a guard for four years with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, there's been some snapping issues throughout training camp. Uh, at left tackle, you, you brought in Teron Armstead. So that you know, that, that was your prize free agent, even though he's slowly working his way back, progressing from uh, that knee procedure in the offseason and has been brought in uh, at his own pace. Uh, so doing some one-on-ones uh, today only got a little bit of 11-on-11 work, kind of the first series, and then uh, took the called it a day after that. Uh, but not only Connor Williams at a new position, so is Liam Eikenberg at left guard, Austin Jackson at right tackle. Jackson has to flip everything, going from the left side to the right. Uh, Liam Eikenberg kicking inside to guard. And, and you know what you can get out of Robert Hunt. We saw that last year at right guard. And uh, it's a new system for these guys, too, the outside zone. So I think you're seeing a lot of uh, them picking it up quickly, and um, you're seeing some of the benefits of it. There's been times where runs really get out. Uh, they open up holes, and uh, and those backs, uh, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, they're able to, to get through them. So let me ask you a question, too, David, and specifically for the offensive line. There were reports that Michael Dieter came back today. Did, did he actually practice in those 11-on-11 drills, or were they taking it easy with him this being his first day back? Right. Very little. Uh, I did see him uh, in 11-on-11 very briefly, and um, I noticed him because uh, one of the runs uh, from Savan Ahmed actually uh, gained some uh, decent yardage, about uh, 10 yards or so, and uh, it was uh, – he was in on the play. He kind of uh, was downfield a little bit. He was in the vicinity of where the, the run ended up. Uh, him and Larnell Coleman, uh, uh, they were uh, blocking downfield. So I noticed them kind of with, with decent blocks on that run. So, yeah, he got in a little bit. That was the one time I really noticed him. 
Nice. So, so, so I have a question, um, you know, to a big topic of conversation as always with the Miami dolphins, right. You know, we've all seen the videos, those great deep balls. Right. And, and I think the people that don't like Tua, they'll show that one play where he threw like five yards before the, you know, short of the actual wide receiver. But what is your opinion on how he has looked on not just those deep throws, but also those intermediate throws and, and, you know, those throws that we have seen him be, consistently accurate on how has that been throughout this uh, this preseason yeah I think that part of it you know we we knew Tua had that in his game and he's continued to show that uh, pretty consistently and then uh, really the arm strength that I do think took another level uh took went another notch up because I remember lo- really looking for OTAs in mini camp and I was wondering I felt like it, it was a little bit more than I had seen in the past uh but you know didn't have uh, data per se to really match it up like uh like miles per hour speed on on his throws or um actual distance for his longest or, or whatever the case may be uh but then definitely come training camp you saw it go up another level uh, the the deep 60 yard effortless you know it was 60 air yards to tyreek hill the one that went viral uh that one was perfect perfectly in stride perfect spiral effortless it's I mean, I remember last year he had to put everything he had into the deep throw to Matt Collins, the one long touchdown that he had uh, at the Jets, and it looked nothing like that. I mean, that throw was just the way the way it should look from a quarterback. I think it's another year being removed from that hip injury, and I think he's able to generate that power from his lower body uh, much more easily now, and it's leading to that arm strength. Yeah, nice. and you look at these practices so far, we've heard some of the names of some of the players who have sort of – made a name for themselves and are sort of standing out. Some of the unknown guys like Trill Williams and Braylon Sanders. Who are some of the other names that are that are sort of standing out in your eyes that maybe fans haven't aren't household names, at least to fans. And also, is there any hope for Noah Igbenogany? Or do you think there's a chance when it gets down to the 53-man cuts? Look, he's a first-round pick not that many years ago. If things don't break right here, is there a chance he doesn't make this roster? Yeah, when you look at Noah, I mean, to put it frankly, he's gotten torched in several practices. Uh, That's right. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tyreek Hill has had his way with him. Now, Noah's getting bumped up to a lot of uh, higher reps than, than he normally would since Xavier Howard isn't in on all the 11-on-11 reps because you know what you're going to get out of him. He doesn't need to uh, you know, kill himself in, in training camp. Um, and also Byron Jones on the PUP list. So uh, Noah has been elevated into some uh, more challenging uh, snaps and, and hasn't responded all the time. Um, you talk about uh, some younger practice standouts. Uh, yeah, you mentioned a few of them. Braylon Sanders, uh, for one. Uh, Trill Williams, uh, also in the receiving core like Sanders. Uh, the fourth-round pick, uh, Eric Ezukama, has just blown up this training camp. I mean, every practice he is uh, making some big plays. Uh, the ones that were open to fans, every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, I know the fans saw them. And then uh, today, uh, I did see at least one. Yeah, I, I believe it was one, uh, just a 20-yarder where uh, he found some open space in the middle of the field. Uh, deep comeback. And, uh, yeah, we've seen him consistently make plays. Uh, he, he's a, a bigger 6'1", 6'2", body. He can uh, go up and get the ball. So, even when he's not creating a space, he can go and get the ball over a defender. So really like what I see out of him. Uh, and I'm trying to think of uh, someone else, at least one more to give you. I'm always a fan of uh, Robert Jones, uh, uh, backup offensive lineman. And uh, we saw him. Uh, he played a little bit play. last year at the end. He was, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, he was he started, solid, in, started yeah. in that finale. And uh, yeah, might have been the best game the Dolphins got at right tackle <laughs> uh, all season, if we're being honest. So, Sad it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I mean uh, – 
more consistently on the inside now, and um, and uh, I like what I've seen out of him in, in spurts. So, so one name that really stuck out today because I was paying attention to all the live tweeting, and I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate all the other guys there in Tampa that do that. But uh, Keon Crossan, you know, I saw yeah. I saw his name mentioned a bunch of times that he was stepping up, and it almost sounds like he may actually be doing better than Noah Ignabogany, and he was an undrafted free agent, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a, I think, right? he's a veteran in the league. So, and I mean, he's he's been with the Patriots, a Super Bowl champion as well. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, a special teamer. Uh, so he's going to be, be big in that regard. Uh, Tua actually said today, uh, it's not Tyreek Hill or Raheem Mostert that's been putting up the fastest uh, speed uh miles per hour in, in practice it's actually been keon crossing because he gets in on those kickoffs and also just generally he is uh, a fast guy of course you, so you have to be fast to, to uh, gain that speed so but being on the kickoffs he's able to get that straight line speed and uh, and hit some of the fastest uh, times that that they see when they track them in practice so uh yeah i mean he he figures to be a, a quality depth corner you could say and then also a big special teams contributor so, so my my next question, and I'm going to go back to Tua, just because again, he seems to be such a hot topic through everyone. Either you love him or you don't like him. There's kind of not an in the middle. It feels like sometimes. Um, but you know, last year with everything going on with Deshaun Watson, this year with everything going on with Tom Brady, saw how he responded. That hey, you know, it has nothing to do with me. I'm the one here. You know, so I'm the one that's playing this. But I almost feel like you know we talk about his confidence level and like his finesse. It almost feels like he's gotten to this new level of confidence where he can speak his mind, where he can actually say what's what he thinks versus prior years. Are you seeing that as well? Cause I know you've covered the dolphins for, for a couple of years now. So have you seen a difference in him in this training camp than prior training camps? Yeah, sure. I'm early into year two here. So I can compare uh, from last season and what I saw from afar, obviously I keep up, kept up with the dolphins uh, my whole life down here in Miami. So, uh, yeah, Tua is, is is more free right now. Uh, you see it. Uh, I think it has to do with the change in, in coaching staff, honestly. Um, I think last year under Brian Flores, he, he didn't want to speak his mind all, all the time. He wanted to uh, keep things succinct in, uh, in press conferences, be careful not to say the wrong thing. And uh, I think Mike McDaniel, which uh, that's the tone he has set, and uh, you saw it from when Tyree Kill had his first press conference and everyone since then also uh, that uh, what Tyreek said was uh, the, the first thing Mike Daniel told him was uh, just to be you. He just wants him to be be himself. And I think uh, he's really he's Mike Daniel's really big into player empowerment and letting guys be themselves. And I think uh, Tua has really uh, taken on to that. And uh, we're seeing more of uh, the true Tua when uh, he gets a little spicy in the press conferences and maybe uh, throws a jab at, at, at his haters, even though he, he doesn't pay attention to them that much. But yeah. uh, he knows whenever, they're there. He knows well, they're yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, he knows they're there. And whenever we tell him about it, because uh, obviously we're leading into some questions uh, with him. So so he knows from prepping for press conferences and uh, and throws a little jab at the, at the Twitter warriors, as he called them. So it's right. always fun. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam Shaheen trade yesterday I thought was a brilliant move because he's a guy you're probably going to cut anyways. So you might as well take a pick around seven. Move up to round six. No lose, I thought, there. Uh, the tight end room, that trade makes me think that they have confidence in Hunter Long, who's a third-round pick we saw very little last year. What have you seen from Hunter Long this year? Third-round pick's a pretty high pick, and we saw nothing from him last year. Has he sort of showed anything in practice? I think that had to be the reason they're so confident or they're 
they felt confident enough to move on from Adam Shaheen. Right. Uh, well, Hunter Long uh, played in a similar scheme, Boston College. So uh, blocking-wise, you know, they, they ran the outside zone a lot as well. So uh, Mike McDaniel did mention the other day how he feels he is a good fit in this offense. And, um, yeah, also consider Boston College, also new offensive line coach Matt Applebaum. So, uh, you know, there is that connection. You know, they um, he, obviously he doesn't coach his same position, but uh, just from the same perspective of continuity of uh, doing uh, something similar uh, in his college offense – so, yeah, I think he has come along a little bit. Uh, you see him in on some catches. Not too much. He hasn't been that visible. Uh, there was one practice where he had two drops. I know he got really hard on himself uh, with kind of with his head uh, in the ground and uh, pounding at the, at, at the turf on the second one uh, when he had two on the same day. But so, I, but I think he's shown some flashes. Um, obviously, some there there were some down times uh, throughout training camp. But uh, the Adam Shaheen move, I think, uh, yeah, for one, Hunter Long and the tight end depth made him expendable. And uh, also, uh, now that you mentioned tight ends, uh, another one, uh, Tanner that, Connor. Tanner Connor, yeah, he's been a kind of a training camp standout. You you were right on it there. Uh, so so there's another name. I, he's he's just uh, flashed. Uh, you know, with the lower teams uh, yep. making some plays as well. So, uh, you know, whether it be from uh, Skylar Thompson most of the time uh, catching balls, and, uh, yeah, he, he's flashed a little bit. So so you're talking all these tight ends, but the name I haven't heard at all in our podcast, but I, you really don't hear much at all during training camp and these practices is Mike Gusecki. He's out there, right? What is he doing while he's out there? I, I heard that are they forcing him to be a blocker? He's not really out catching as many balls or getting those opportunities. Right. I mean, very few targets. Uh, whole first week of training camp, maybe counted. Uh, w- I don't want to say one and be wrong, but I mean, it was close to if it, if I missed high, it wasn't by, by many more than that. Uh, and then uh, just a few uh, or I'm sorry, if I missed low, it wasn't by many more. Uh, and then, yeah, just a few. We saw a little bit more in the practices that followed. Uh, he got a couple here, a couple there. Uh, today didn't really see him uh, get many targets again. I think they are trying to work him into that. Uh, Mike McDaniel and tight ends coach John Embry have kind of downplayed the uh, that he, the whole perspective of uh, his, his targets and, and training camp. Uh, though Embry did tell me when I asked him, hey, look, if you're going to judge Mike Kosecki this year, we're trying to convert him into a more all-around tight end, so don't judge him by the stats per se. Sure, they might be down, especially since – uh, it's going to be a run-based offense, and you have uh, targets that need to go to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, etc. So, sure, he's going to get fewer targets in, in all likelihood. So, the fantasy numbers maybe won't be there the same way, uh, although he'll still contribute. But they want to get him to be a more all-around tight end, and it's a work in progress. Well, it, 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 I find it to be so amazing, just because you know George Kittle was used so much in the San Francisco 49ers offense. And you'd think that McDaniel would want to have someone similar to that in this type of offense. But, you know, one also, and and I've kind of thought this, is it's possible that they've said, all right, you know, we know what Gusecki can do. When that first ball is snapped on September 11th, we are really going to include him in the offense. And maybe they just don't want to show it, you know, in camp, in preseason. He knows how to run routes. Remember, he was the one last season that was sitting there yelling at the offensive line telling people where they needed to be. So he's a smart guy. He knows where everybody needs to be. Um, so that's that's my thinking because, you know, he's had some great, amazing catches. He's, you know, especially in that middle part of the field. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. 
Sure. The element of surprise is a great weapon. So if you're not showing it in training camp, uh, and obviously you mentioned the, the history of the tight end in this offense, uh, George Kittle has produced the way he has. So it wouldn't surprise me if it uh, turns on once uh, once real games are being played. Yeah. Last question for you, Dave, because we know you got to go. This is a sad week at the Sun Sentinel. It's the final week of Omar Kelly covering the Dolphins. So my question is sort of two-pronged. What is Omar meant to you? When are you guys going to get him a little cake and a card or something as he moves on to his new role and his new job? What's going on at the Sun Sentinel Omar's last week? Very sad news. I love Omar. Yeah, Omar's last week. Uh, so uh, really, tomorrow is the uh, final practice that I'll cover wow. with him. Yeah, his uh, last day is is Monday. I don't think he'll have to do much uh, on Monday. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the way we, we do travel in the preseason, uh, when there's joint practices, uh, both of us are there for joint practices because there's so much to report on. And then uh, uh, he'll actually go back to Miami before the preseason game. I'll uh, cover the, that exhibition. Um uh, last year in Chicago, we flipped it. Uh, you know, he stayed a little bit longer in Chicago. Uh, and yeah, uh, I did see today he tweeted that he will have one final X's and Omar. So that's exciting. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, I heard I was, David Hyde is looking for somebody who starts, whose, whose name starts with an O so that yeah. an Omar can still continue. I like that. I like that. I was going to say, he, he's leaving us without even a, a name for his a program that we can't continue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many candidates in that, uh, that pool that, that are interviewing uh, uh we could get used to x's and david you know we could get used to x's and david and it doesn't it doesn't ring well that starts with an o guys i I have a last name that starts with an o just saying (laughs) yeah it doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue like x's and omar that's right no x's and omar works that that's a great thank you so much for a few moments of your time tonight um everyone be sure to read david feronis at the sun sentinel south florida sun sentinel on their website and follow him at twitter at david feronis underscore David, so, and one so last thing before you go, David, tell all those guys that we appreciate the work that they do. We know that they don't see a lot of appreciation, um, you know, when, when giving out. Well, fans are level-headed and normal. Though. Everyone thinks the Exactly, but we do appreciate it because without them, we really wouldn't know much. So I just, just let everyone know we said hello, and we appreciate that work. Absolutely. I'm about to have dinner with a lot of them, so I'll, I'll let them know you said that. And, Big E, you, you're always uh, showing up in the, in the media section at, at training camp practice and showing us love. So Just, just saying that. hi and thank you. That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Love to see you. All right, Dave. Thanks so much. Thank you, David. Take care, buddy. All right. David Ferronis here. Let me try to get the uh, set up here. Uh Uh-oh. How do I do it? Oh, I know what I got to do. As we play around here in-house housekeeping, I got to go to this one. What's up? Cap Cap came in. Finn's in the house in the house. John Santos. Yeah, we got a lot of people. I didn't get to the plug, so let me – yeah, because uh, he only had limited time, David, so we wanted to get right to him and not waste a second of it. But thank you, David, Fronis, for joining us here from South Florida Sun Sentinel. As always, a big shout-out to everyone watching at the I Am a Miami Dolphins Fan Facebook group. I'm by the great, Carlos, the great Carlos Hernandez. And also, for those of you watching on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, thank you. Subscribe to the channel. Smash that like button. Also, hit the alert bell so when we go live. Also, Ian, I know you know, but for those of you who might not have seen, we announced the two winners for the Dolphins Talk Military Contest on Tuesday, yesterday, we announced it. They are Nick Stanton and Carlos Caprio. Um, they are going – one's going to the game against Houston. One's going to the game against the Jets. We got video <coughs> – excuse me. We got video up on our YouTube channel, up on our website, up on all our Twitter feeds. You want to watch them get the news live and be surprised. Congratulations to Nick and Carlos for uh, winning and being the 2022 Dolphins Talk Military Fan of the Year. Mike, I just have to say, man, that was that was the hardest 
hard, hardest, right? That was a hard process, you know, reading through because there's so many. I only I, actually, every ten. one of them is worthy because I only you know, gave you 10. I know I left I know. out 60 or 70. Uh, it's, okay, it's that was it. That's why I said I'm not picking you, Tom, Josh, and Aaron. I go, here's the top 10, send me your picks because I want nothing to do with it this year. That was impossible. Maybe next year we can get 60 or 70 Dolphins tickets. Maybe we'll figure yeah, that out. Uh, look, I'm fighting <laughs> to get two games, okay? I know. Um, I know. Hey, listen, got to think big, right? Got to have a big I goal. I know. Got to right? think big. And yep. yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm so proud of that. And everyone, even the people who don't win, they, what, what's so humbling is the, these people have served our country so much and they've put so much time into serving our country, whether it's in the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, the Marines, whatever. And there's some missions they even say, most of them, almost all of them say, it's okay if I don't win. I'm just happy you have something like this for veterans. Yep. Maybe not those exact amazing. words, but that sentiment is in almost every submission. And these are just selfless people who understand I might not win. That's okay. I'm just happy you guys have something like this. And almost all of them say it. And I wish I could give everyone. I mean, we had people with purple hearts and bronze stars who didn't win. I mean, it's like, it's just impossible to pick two, but we try our best. We try our best. And that's what we came down to this year. Those two guys had outstanding submissions. They're great guys, great family men. Um, and I love it when the, the wives uh, or the family members were the ones that wrote it to say, oh my, God, know, my dad, submission. my husband, oh. you know, let me tell you what kind of a fan he is. And, and I, you know, th those were just mission for Nick was so moving. Yep. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, he, he was the one who like when you, Tom, Josh and Aaron all said in your submissions, all four of you guys had that one. Like all four of you had that one. Like that was a lock. He, that one was because his wife sent the most amazing submission. And then for the other one, I think three of the four you had, I mean, it was just, it's outstanding. I mean, just great people. So uh, we're, we're going to have it again next year. I already spoke to the Dolphins this week because I just sent their information to the Dolphins to make sure they get all lined up with stuff. I will send them the stuff that we provide from our site. Um, we're going to do it again next year. It's going to be an every Perfect. year thing. So uh, very happy for that. So also, Ian, I know we got a preseason game this week, and you have an unofficial – watch party you want to tell people about that yeah no it's uh, a bruise room in coconut creek actually unofficial you know nothing special there's not going to be players or cheerleaders or you know or anything like that yeah and if you show up okay basically buy your own wings you buy your own soda beer whatever it is and we watch the football game and and that's that's the way it is and it's uh it should be a lot of fun you know it's a preseason game so we know you know the the stress level shouldn't be too high, no, right? Because it's a preseason. Yeah, but uh, again, opportunity to see a Miami Dolphins football game with other Miami Dolphins fans. Yep. And it's also, since it's the first game of the year, it's also the first week of Tom and myself with the post-game wrap-up show. We'll All be back right. after the Tampa Gay, after the Tampa Bay game. Uh Tom and myself will be back with the post-game wrap-up show. So uh yeah, uh football season is here now. Okay, Thank we got goodness. games. We're going to be breaking it down. It's just a preseason game, too, folks. Don't get worked up. We just hope nobody gets hurt. Honestly, nothing happens in this game matters one yep. bit. Just hope nobody gets hurt. Now, Ian, we have a new sponsor on the show. It's that time I know in the, who the show. Sponsor is. We have a new sponsor, and they have sent you and me and some others from our site some outstanding products, and they are True Classic Tees. Everyone, go to the website, trueclassic.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. Save 25% on your order of some of the greatest T-shirts out there for men. Support today's episode 
from True Classic. This brand's this brand, new this brand's a new sponsor that has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Well, man, I can't speak tonight. That a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Everyone go to trueclassic.com, use the promo code Dolphins Talk, save 25% on your order. Almost all men's shirts are designed to look good on a, on a skinny model with six packs. But most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you're wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a T-shirt that you can comfortably throw on. Not only are you finally getting a T-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice out of the out of the bag is how soft it is. Get ready to make – okay. Um, True Classic doesn't stop at tees. They're your one-stop shop for men's essential. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos to workout shirts and this, with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs, Designed with a pouch. We still have a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All the gear is top-notch quality at a reasonable price. They have they had to get balls in there, didn't they? Of course. One way or another, we're going to get that into any live read we do. I don't care who the sponsor is. Um, they have this dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly, man. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code DOLPHINSTALK. Free shipping when you purchase over $100. So it's not free shipping for everything, just over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. TrueClassic.com, new advertiser here at the podcast. So, Ian, yes, you mentioned sir. it. Uh, let's see. we got so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Let's start here. There's been a lot of trade rumors here. We saw Adam Sheen get moved yesterday. Like I said, brilliant trade for the Dolphins. They're going to cut the guy anyways. You might as well take a pick at round seven, move up to round six. I know it's a late round pick, but it doesn't hurt to move up around. Why not? You're cutting the guy anyways. Yep. Great trade. There's an Albert Breer report on Monday from Sports Illustrated that the Miami Dolphins are working the phones. They feel they have a few positions from strength, which we clearly know are tight end and wide receiver are the two most obvious ones. They're working the phones trying to make moves here, trying to get ahead of all these players being cut when the market's flooded with a bunch of guys. If they can move a few guys, why not? And the two other names are Preston Williams and Lynn Bowden. Again, are you going to get a big return for these guys? Absolutely not. But you get a seventh-round pick, maybe a sixth-round pick. you got nothing to lose because I hate to break it to Dolphins fans. Spoiler alert, neither one of these guys are making the team. Okay, they're just not. We just heard from uh, – we just heard here from Dave. you got Hill, Waddle, Cedric Wilson. Eric Isacoma's a fourth-round pick is playing outstanding. you got Sanders is playing well. we got a bunch of tight ends. We're not carrying that many wide receivers. These guys aren't making this team. What are your thoughts on – Miami possibly moving these guys here makes a lot of sense to me. 
it's it's not surprising at all. It was actually a conversation I was having with someone last week at the training camp, and we were talking about, you know, because Preston came out publicly and said that he was frustrated because he wasn't getting the opportunities, you know, to to catch the ball, or whatever. And I think when that happened too, I thought to myself, well, there's a reason why he's not getting the opportunities, right? There's obviously something there that's not allowing him to 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 be productive. So, coach has already made his decision. You know, either let's hopefully they can get the trade again. It's not getting, like you said, it's sixth or seventh round pick, maybe, unless, unless Chris Greer That's can, You're not getting anything yeah, more yeah unless he can like Chris wave his magic wand or something yeah. and get it. But, um, I, I think also that's why, too, on the depth chart for this coming weekend's preseason game, you see Preston a little higher. Yeah. I, I, I think, what is he, the second string wide receiver on the left side, if I remember <laughs> right? Um, and then Lynn is, you know, I think he's a third string on one of the other side. I think they're going to showcase those guys. You know, let them make some plays and uh, hopefully get the eye of one of these other teams. And, you know, unfortunately, as we look around the National Football League, you've got players that are already starting to get dinged up. You know, some players that are not going to be ready for week one and teams are going to be looking for wide receivers. And to be honest with you, when Preston Williams is, is healthy, he was very productive. But that's the key. If he, you know, he has not been able to stay consistently healthy through his career. Um, and it's, it's, uh, what is it? High risk, no, low risk, high reward, high reward. if he's able yeah. to actually work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, he's got the talent. Lynn Bowden, you know, he was picked by the Raiders in round three. Didn't even make it to like the first day of training camp. They're like, yep. we've seen enough of you. Traded him to Miami. And then he played, you know, people say he showed flashes as a rookie. He didn't really show flashes. He just caught a couple passes, really. I mean, I never saw a flash of anything, really. And they gets hurt last year. Misses the whole year. These are guys with no ties to the staff. Where you have guys like Sanders, Eric Zakoma, who are brought in Even by Muhammad Sanu. That's, Muhammad you know, that's Sanu a Mike McDaniel guy. Shearfield was brought in by the staff. Yeah. We had ties to them from San Francisco. These guys never had a chance, but it is what it is. And they're going to be on the trade market here. Maybe the problem is both of those guys, they don't say this in a mean way, they're nothing special. And in three weeks, there's going to be 100 guys just as good as them. You can just sign without having to trade anything. So yep. they're trying to get in front of it. And if they can do more trades like they did yesterday, we'll give you Preston Williams in the seventh to move up to a six, maybe in 2024 or something. You know, fine. Because yeah. you got nothing to lose because you're going to cut them anyways. Um, and trades, here's the other thing. Trades work each ways. So I know the Bears, superstar linebacker, Raekwon Smith. I think it's Raekwon or is it Roquan? Either way. He asked for a trade out of Chicago and Dolphins fans. I are read that. Out. We gotta get this guy. We gotta get here's I would love to get this guy. Don't get me wrong, he's a superstar. Problem is, Miami's not gonna get him. Because A, you're gonna have to part with a high pick. They don't want these these wide receivers who are just marginal players. They want picks. We just lost a pick in round one and we just lost a pick in round three. We ain't gonna part with a pick for a linebacker. That's number one. Number two, Miami, and as almost every team, you're in a nickel or a dime the majority of the game these days. It's a pass-happy league. Linebackers don't have the value that they once had. That's number two. Number three, this guy's contract's up. He's going to want 18, 19, 20 million a year. You still have to pay Christian Wilkins. Mike Kosicki, I think, has gone after this year, but let's play under the assumption they could re-sign him. You'd have to pay him. Yep. Jalen Waddle's contract's going to come up quicker than quicker than a hiccup. Okay, folks? He's he's already – I mean, it's like you, you can't pay everybody – and it's not just trading for him. It's parting with a high pick and then having to pay him close to $20 million. 
and then risk losing Christian Wilkins. And I'd rather have Christian Wilkins long-term than a linebacker. Yep. I'd rather have – so I don't think it's going to happen. We can dream. Crazier things have happened. And I always say, Ian, with the Dolphins, crazy things happen all the time. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't expect it on any level. Okay. We'll see what happens. But I agree, too. I completely agree 100%. I haven't, I, I don't think we end up get, getting Smith, even though everybody – Every time, anytime anyone goes on the trade block, you know everybody's yeah, like, "Dolphins need to pick up the phone." Oh, Chris Greer sleeping right now. This is, this is here's the, the other name. Here's the other name, which which blows my mind. Kareem Hunt of the Browns is pissed off. Sorry for saying pissed off, but he is that he wants. I to we get just revamped our running backs. I, I'd prefer what exactly. We, got right now. we just signed three of them. That, yes. Well, there's there's two problems here. We just signed three of them. Now, mind you, all of them are essentially on one year deals. Yep. Chase Edmonds is a two-year deal, but if he's cut after this year, the cap hit is so small, it's essentially a one-year deal. Let's not lie to ourselves, okay? They're all on one-year deals. Now, we're going to tr- – mind you, these are the same fans each year who say, don't take a running back high in the draft. It's not worth it. Now, I want to trade for a guy, you have to pay him. That's one. Two, we just signed three guys. And then three, it all leads back to Watson. The same group of fans that said, I'll never root for the Dolphins if they get Watson – there's something more important than football. You're going to say, cut? You want to see what he did off the field? You think he's a saint? You can't have it both ways, folks. You can't have the selective outrage, as I always say. So, no, we're not trading for Kareem Hunt, nor should we. I'm fine with Edmonds, Mostert, and Sony Michelle this year. And let's see how it goes. And then maybe next year, if we got to get someone younger or someone in the draft, fine. But to part with picks and have to pay for Hunt is absolutely ludicrous. That's even more ludicrous than a linebacker. At least a linebacker. I'll take him. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah. You gotta be out of your mind. No, you're Anything right. Anything on that? No, yeah, and, okay. uh, and Dwight, if our O line is horrible, the guys around two it won't matter. Sadly, anyway, and, That's and true he's right. Too. But That's yeah, hundred percent true. I, I see. I saw Cream Hunt thought the same thing. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We, we've it's got too happen. many. We've got it too much. Too much in the running game, running room at the moment right now. Yeah, just not going to happen. If I didn't even think twice. Year, I'd be all for it. This was last yeah. year. Yeah, because we had no – I mean, we didn't yeah, have a lot of veteran no leadership out there. Asking, no fits to solve an act. We had nobody Correct. last year. We need bodies. This year we don't need bodies. So right now everyone's healthy too right now, which is also a big deal. Um, what else? Training camp today against Tampa. I guess overall neither team could really run the ball that well. And the Dolphins frustrated Brady. The I love that. Love Brady. that. Brady didn't have a big day. A lot of check downs from Brady. I was trying to find some uh, tweets here from earlier in the day. And Miami's offense was a perfect no, but it moved the ball. It moved the ball and looked – put it this way. Miami's offense looked much better than Tampa's offense at the end of the day, and that's what matters. So I'm going to read some tweets here. Not going to tell you who they're from because I know people go nuts if I tell you who they're from. <coughs> okay. Julio Jones looked good. Um, Fournette and Christian Wilkins got in a little bit of a scuffle. Love that. Christian Wilkins dropped a little bit uh, – he dropped an interception, but it was – it was a surprise pass from Brady that he probably wasn't expecting. Tom Brady looked pissed off and his body language was poor. That's just being honest at the end of the day. Zach Sealer, another guy who we probably should have spoke about too with our guest earlier, David, yeah. has been unblockable so far in camp and is really, really stepping up. He had another big day today. He has played really well. Brandon Jones had a nice play or two. Brandon Jones played well. Trying to see, uh, trying to get some other things. Noah Igbenogany, as I said there with David, and this is, I don't like – I know people think I like to come on here and trash guys. I really don't. 
it's just not working out with Noah. And now we're on coaching staff number two. And when you're a player in this league and it it doesn't work with two coaching staffs, that's not good. That's not good because that's just not good. Um, so Noah's struggling. And like I said, I he ain't going to be one of the first players cut. But when you get down to the final cut and you're going from player 55, 54, and 53, and you got to make a really tough decision, especially on this roster, which actually has some talent now, I don't care where you're picked in the draft. That he might he might not make it, guys. I don't think he's going to make it. Um, it, right. it. It's not just today. It's been a body of work for two years previously, and last week and this week, it's just not there with him. And that's going to go down. That's up there for Chris Greer, who's having a rough month. I'll say that. That's up there in the all-time draft blunders for the Dolphins with Yatiel Green. At least Green got hurt. You can say it's not his fault he got hurt. But that was a blunder because he gave them nothing. Um, Jordan is probably up there because they traded so much and moved up to three. There's Jordan, and then it's going to be Noah Ibnagani. He's going to be remembered in that category, unfortunately, because uh, unless there's a miracle here in the next uh, few weeks, it's not looking good. So yeah. Agba looking great um, so far. Not a surprise. We know what Agba is. Connor Williams, like he said, have an issue snapping the ball. None of the snaps have been outrageous they're just not consistent i guess is a nice way to say it yeah they're left they're right they're high they're low nothing over somebody's head but in a real game that one or two seconds or that fraction you mean, of you mean the difference of getting sacked and not getting sacked that's it exactly that's a big deal e that's a big deal that's why that's a little bit of a concern um what else here um i mean that's pretty much it i mean look there's a hundred plays running these games or in these Practices, practices to try to recap yep. everything you can go over with a fine-tooth comb but you as we always said there's going to be a lot of positive plays there's going to be a lot of negative plays you can't put that much stock into one particular play because it's just about repetition getting in as many plays as possible working on as much as possible but the dolphins offense look good and yeah. and they also look on their side of the ball too and they frustrated tom brady which is also always a good sign uh tampa's old line is really banged up they're already down to center, and now they just lost someone else, so they're really banged up there. That probably played a factor into it. But we'll see what happens Saturday. I don't expect a lot of guys to play, uh, like a lot of the big-name guys to play. I, you're not going to see Howard. You're not going to see Armstead. You're not going to see these big-name veterans. You probably won't see Hill. I mean, honestly, you probably won't. Uh, Waddle, maybe a series, maybe, the, because the game means nothing. And I don't care if they lose 50 to nothing or if they win 50 or nothing. Don't get too upset. Don't get too angry. We talking about the preseason. It's the preseason. Dolphins are going to win, so it really doesn't matter that much. But next weekend is kind of the dress rehearsal, right? Next weekend is that second uh, yeah, to last preseason I think so. game. Every That's, team did it not the same last year because yeah. they changed it from four to three. Some teams did that in week two. Some teams, they did it in week three. Yeah. I don't know how much McDaniels – it probably is, but I don't think we can say for certain either. Yeah. Well, I, I just love the fact that we heard the Dolphins defense was who we thought they were and they were very stingy. And, you know, Xavier Howard spoke afterwards about how he had not forgotten the beatdown that was in Tampa last season, you know, by Tom Brady. And they just picked him apart. Yeah, we were we were up early by 10 points in that game, if I remember right. And uh, Tampa just scored at will moving up and down the field against the defense. So Xavier uh, said that and uh and like you said, you know, Tua was efficient. 
I think that was extremely helpful. Um, you know, the only thing is, is that they did have a snafu. I know during one series where it was like a two minute drill or something like that. And they ran the ball with a third and short to go and tried to get the field goal unit on the field at, at one point, And uh, they ran out of time to be able to kick the field goal. And then on the other way for two minute drill, the Tampa Bay was able to get down to, uh, I want to say it was the 40 yard line. They were able to score their field goal. And, uh, and of course, as you've mentioned already, we're not going to be the dead horse, but no Ignabogany gave up a chunk play that allowed them to be able to kick that field goal. So yeah. you know, I think, I think this is great for the team though, because this is the hardest hitting that they will have had in this training camp so far. Cause you don't want to hit your, you know, you don't want to hit your other dolphins players hard, but now we're talking, you know, another team, there were some slight, you know, skirmishes, as you mentioned, um, and that just shows the intensity that these guys are having, which is great. And they'll do that again tomorrow. It's another joint practice tomorrow, and then they've got the day off, and then Saturday is uh, Saturday's game day. So I'm looking forward to that, man. I am too. Finally get some football. Now, you mentioned the game last year, and I just got curious because I know that game was so bad last year. So Miami jumped out 3 nothing. Tampa Bay scored, and then Miami scored, went up 10-7. At the end of the first quarter, Miami's up 10-7. Then they go on to lose the game 45-17. to Hold on. This is – I totally forgot this. Antonio Brown, remember him, caught two touchdowns in the second quarter, one for 62 yards, one for four. Game was over by the fourth. Miami's down. Um, and then within a three-minute span at the end of the game, Mike Evans catches two touchdowns within three minutes. How the I mean, this was a Jacoby Brissett special because you know Miami went three and out, turned it right over. Mike Evans scored again. And for the game, Tom Brady, 30 of 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Davian said that's, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. They could right. not get to Brady at all. They could so, not get to him at all. Antonio Brown, seven for 124, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, six, 113, two touchdowns. Chris Godwin, seven for 70. On the flip side, here's the flip side. Jacoby Brissett, 27 for 39, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Miami's leading receiver, not Jalen Waddle, not Mike Kosicki. Devontae Parker. Not Devontae Parker. He didn't even play this game. Matt Collins. Um, Not Matt Collins. Not Smythe. Not Salvin Ahmed. Not Isaiah Ford. Not Adam Shaheen. Miles Gaskin, 10 receptions, 74 yards. Oh, yeah. That was the, that was the plan dunks. last year. Remember? With, a lot with of the, Jacoby Brissett saying, oh, crap, real quick. <laughs> I'm going to get the, hit. The two, the two offensive coordinators, they were they were thinking through how they would beat Brady, and they said, we'll throw it two yards down. the. You know, we'll, we'll throw it behind the line of scrimmage and well, see how we can do. Line, let the guys run through and be like, yeah, hey, get rid let's of it. see. We're going to get hit again. Yeah, goes. <laughs> but, yeah, so Miami Tampa Bay this week. I think that's it for today's show. Everyone, be sure to check out the website, DolphinsTalk.com. We have a bunch of news, videos, articles, original commentary up each and every day. When news breaks, like the Adam Sheen trade, we're all over it. We got you covered with that. So be on the lookout of that site, especially when news breaks. We'll get stuff up instantly. Also, be sure to follow our friend Ian Berger on Twitter at Ian693. Check him out there. Don't forget his unofficial Watch party this weekend in Coconut Creek. If you need more information, you can reach out to Ian on Twitter, at Ian693, or you can reach out to me at the website, and, and I'll put you in touch with the uh, – we're all here to help each other, folks. That's what it is. It's a big, fun, happy Miami Dolphins world. It's August. You should be happy because right now we haven't lost a game yet. That we matters. we got hope, Mike. Oh, we got hope. We've got hope, hope right now. I can't hope for 
for all my life. We got hope again. Um, also, bet US for you gamblers out there, you degenerates, we're coming. Don't sign up. Well, I mean, you can sign up with their sites, but don't place any big bets until you get with us. Bet US is going to have a promo code and they're going to give you free money if you play with us. And we're going to have some. If you feel confident like we all do about the Dolphins this year, think they're going to win a lot of games and stuff, you're going to want to wait to get the promo code from us and be able and the link. I'm going to have a, a certain link for you. You get free money. You sign up, and they're going to give you free money to play with. And there's going to be some bets, which I think are going to be just between you and me, folks, tilted towards our favor to where if you think two is going to have a big year, you're going to want to bet the over on some things, and you can win some money. So don't go putting down all your bets now. Wait about a week or so. Bet US. You're going to want to bet with us, and uh, we're going to give you help you make money because that's what this is about. We're all family. We want to see each other do good. High tide raises all boats, as they say. E. So bet US is coming soon, and we're going to have some bets for you. But that's all for today's show. Thank you all for listening and joining. Everyone have a great Wednesday night. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you again after a while. Ian, let's not forget. Let's put an end to highway profanity. Fins up, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.